This is the Life in the Cape League podcast, the Cape League Life podcast, the Cape Life podcast, whatever you want to call it, as long as it has Cape Life League in it. I'm Bobby Manning. And if you do live around the Cape League, the Katuit Ketteleers, you know that the Ketteleers are tied for the top of their division. They started about a week ago. We're recording this on Wednesday, June 19th. Happy Juneteenth out there. And they are 4-2-1 and one down in Katuit. At Old Park, they got their season started against those Yarmouth Red Sox. And Dante Williams, the nine-hitter on the Ketteleers out of Arizona, He's the first of a lot of guys we're going to get to know on the team this year. He traveled a long way across this country to join this team. Just like Bennett Hostetler, one of the first guys I met on the team at an event down in Mashpee. We promote the team a little bit. And he drove all the way from North Dakota. He goes to North Dakota State. He did that whole drive. Now, a lot of people came from far and wide to live with this team. These players, they're living with host parents to go to these games. And we're going to get to know a little bit about their journeys, how they ended up here. A little bit of baseball. We'll talk a little bit of baseball on here. What happened with this team on the way they're 4-2-1 start because a lot of wacky things happened with this team. First was that opening night, a 4-3 win for Katuit. And Williams himself came around on that opening run. And he had a problem as he was coming around. Adam Oviedo hit him in. Williams comes running around third base all the way home. Catcher's in the way. His team's yelling at him. Is he going to go inside? Is he going to go outside? This is the winning run here in the seventh inning of this game. And he gets in just between the catcher ahead of the ball. And the Cavaliers win that game. So we'll talk to Williams to start this podcast off about his journey to the Cape League. And the winning run against Yarmouth Dennis. Opening week here with the Katuit Ketteleers. Opening week, so we're talking arrivals to Katuit. And we're here with Dante Williams. Dante Williams came around, scored the winning run in this one, opening day, 4 3. So I heard you talking about the play. Want to take me through it? Uh, right before he hit it, I was, my, my shoes weren't really tightened like they needed to be. So, I mean, sure enough, it, it kind of bit me. And, uh, Adam hit a two-run single, and I just had to come around third as fast as I could and just do it for the team, you know? And there wasn't a lot of space right there around home oh, play. How do you get in on a play like that? Uh, I mean, my, my teammates are doing a great job telling me inside, outside, uh, just coaching me from the plate. So, I mean, just, just tr- having trust and faith in them to steer me in the right direction, and it, it worked. So how did you end up playing in the Cape League? What brought you here? Uh, my, my head coach over at Arizona, he um, thought this was the best place for me to go to and um, just get, get my base running skills and uh, everything, my, my personnel, perfect. Did you know anybody coming in here, anyone who had played here before? Uh, yeah, a former teammate played, actually played for Coach uh, Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Roberts. Uh, <laughs> I still kind of know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played for Coach Roberts, and he was just, he's always talked about how good of a dude he is and how great of a coach he is, base running, and he knows the game. So I was I was really excited coming into this and knew this is the perfect place to be. So when did you get here, and what were some of the first things you did when you got here? Um, I got here 
the second, which would be uh, Monday morning right before practice, came over here. Um, great setup, nice drive from, uh, I flew into Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, my first meal was lobster. So, I mean, you great host. You seafood, right? Yeah, great Any host. Any chowder yet? Oh, yeah, I had some the other day. It was great. It was really good. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your living situation like here? Um, it's it's amazing. The host family, host mom, dad, uh, really, really great people. And they uh, they just take care of me like I'm one of them. So, I mean... I can't thank them enough for opening their home for me. I talked to one of the coaches who played here in the 60s. Lots of baseball, oh, wow. he said. It's baseball, baseball. Uh, I'm sure that's the way it's been for you, but have you gotten a chance to do anything else off the field yet? Um, I was supposed to go fishing the other day, but, I mean, just plans and things kind of fall off. Um, Got to have a good time with my host family. Went to go play mini golf last night or throughout the day. Um, just great dinners, going to see the beach a little bit yesterday. So, I mean... I've gotten, I've gotten out, um, got got to see kind of scenery on, on the coast. I've been to the East Coast and the West Coast now, so I've seen both both beaches. But it's a really really nice place. So welcome to the Cape. I'm Thank I'm you. from the North Shore, so I gotta you know I'm not exactly <laughs> welcoming you where I'm from, but <laughs> Thank I'm close you. enough. Kyle Nicholas eventually came in to shut that game down. The scouts are loving him behind home plate. Hard throwing righty has shut down two of these games that we've seen at Lowell Park. We'll talk to him later in the season, get to know him a little bit. We're going to get to know his roommate later in the show. Katuit starts 1-0. We get to know Williams a little bit there. Game 2. This is a story early on with this team. Casey Schmidt, and how about that for a baseball team, throwing his bat. They got to look out in the Katuit dugout because first time this happens, second game of the season against the Chatham Anglers, Williams, he's able to catch this bat that went flying up into that mesh above the dugout. As you know, if you sit in the stands there behind the dugout, and it comes flying down, and Williams catches it with his left hand. So he saved the guys that game. Later, he wasn't able to be there defensively for the dugout. The story in game two, 7-6 loss to the Chatham Anglers. They get through eight innings. Three hours, 11 minutes goes by. From the 5 o'clock start in this game, and all the games start at 5 o'clock at Lowell Park if you want to go check one out down in Katuit. The umpires called this game. Sun setting, they didn't want to start the ninth inning. And Coach Mike Roberts let them hear it for about 20 minutes after this game. Looking for the criteria why they couldn't start the ninth inning now. Chatham would have been batting to start the top of the ninth. Who knows what Katuit would have been able to do in that inning to get to their last ups in the bottom of the ninth. But that's what happened in game two, and Katuit started one and one. They hit the road, the yellow school buses. One of Katuit's players actually told us, reminded him of his high school days, his childhood days playing baseball, hopping on the yellow school bus to go to Hyannis. They beat Hyannis 11-0. Then an 8-2 win over Brewster brings Katuit to three and one. Now let's get to... What I really want to talk about in this episode of the Cape Life Podcast. Because if you were there for the Katuit Kettleers and the Harwich Mariners on Saturday, first of all, packed, packed bunch of scouts behind home plate. So there was something to see in this game. And they certainly got what they came for. You had a collision at first base in this one. Another bat flying into the dugout. 
people sprinting in the outfield. Now let's just start with Colton Kessler. Who's the catcher for this team? We talked to Cam Hill in the first episode of the Cape Life League. Life in the Cape League podcast. That's what we're calling this. We talked to Cam Hill in the first episode, which you can get on iTunes or anywhere that you find your podcast. Subscribe, give us five stars. He's one of three Kentucky guys on this team. We'll talk to the two other ones later in this episode. The second among them is Colton Kessler, who drove here with Cam Hill. And to start off this game against Harwich, first inning, two men on. He gets one in the air to left field. It's hanging up there. It might get caught by that left fielder. I don't know if the sun got in his eyes or something. But it's hanging, hanging, hanging all the way to the wall. And it drops right in front of the wall. It didn't even hit the wall. And Kessler's gunning. This guy's a catcher. You know, catchers don't run very well in most cases. And he's running around first. He gets around second. And he's going for third. And he slides in just ahead of that throw. It bounces in on one hop right as he slides into third with a triple. And Katuit tied the game 2-2. couple scouts next to me, they're like, that's the only time he's going to be hitting a triple. <laughs> so let's get to know Colton Kessler a little bit in his journey to the Cape League. Is all the players getting settled down? In with their host families. Let's see what they think of the area. This team playing for the Cape Cod League. Here on the Cape League Life Podcast with Colton Kessler. Kessler, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That one screwed me up a bit. All the way from the University of Kentucky, just like Cam Hill. So you guys played in Texarkana last summer. Has that been a little deal between you two, sticking together each summer? Yeah, I feel like he's he's like a gnat. You can't get rid of him. So, uh, no, I love playing with Cam, and, you know, it's been fun. We've played with each other for the last three years, so it's been fun. So I know your coach's brother last year coached in uh, Texas, and that's what brought you guys out there. But we decided to uh, have you guys here on the Cape this summer. Um, yeah, I think Coach Fanning has a good relationship with Coach Roberts. And, you know, I think that he chose me and Cam to come here because, you know, we, we prove on ourselves in the TCL. And, you know, now we're trying to prove ourselves here. So how do you guys get here? Do you drive, fly? Yeah, me and Cam, we met in Columbus, Ohio, and we drove up. So. Yeah. So long, there's some long, long drives drive. on this long team. Drive. How do you pass that by? Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> I I don't know how we did it, but Cam was definitely entertaining in my rearview mirror. What's the living situation like out here? Where do you move? It's in awesome. With? Yeah, I moved in with the host family, um, and they have two kids and three dogs, and it's been great. They've been awesome to me. They've you know cooked me food, you know, do my laundry, do the dishes, and it's been awesome. And, you know, they've been really welcoming. Of, me and all the other players around here. You and Cam living together? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no I got to get, get away from him once in a while. <laughs> so what do you make of the uh, city, the area down here so far? What are some things yeah, you've been up to since you got here? You know, just we haven't had a ton of time. Just baseball, which is the best thing you can do. So we've just been enjoying that. And, you know, hopefully we can string a couple ones together. You're taking care of the grounds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you're used to. So we'll yeah. talk to Colton throughout the season. Nice to get to know you a little bit nice here. Nice to get to know you. Thank you. Let's skip ahead to that fourth inning. The story of this game early on, Nick Stort, a great pitcher over there for Harwich. He's striking guys out left and right. He pitched three and two-thirds of an inning in this game. Five guys strike out on the Katuit side. It's a 2-2 game. He's keeping it tight. Now Cam Williams finally comes to the plate. And Parker Chavers, he's the only guy who's able to figure out this Stort pitcher on the other side. He had a double against him in his first at-bat. He comes up again in this fourth inning. I'm standing by the dugout chatting to someone who had just come to the game for the first time. He's got his son on his shoulders, t-ball player. They live in Katuit, and they're just watching this game for the first time, and they see Chavers rip a double, 
And Cam Williams comes up, the shortstop on this team. Now, he committed an error just a half inning before. He's coming up here trying to make it up. He finally blows the door open on this Nick Stewart. Gets one inside, and he's able to pull it out to right center. Put it over the fence. Second home run in the low park of the year. Nick Gonzalez had the first, I believe. Katuit rips the game open at that point. Cam Williams had a home run today as well, so I'll ask you while you're here. What did you see on that pitch? Uh, it was a pretty good breaking ball, but I was I was ready for it. I was sitting fastball, adjusted breaking ball, and caught a good barrel. You didn't have the longest home run of the day, though, did you? Oh, no, no. <laughs> no. So what's it been like for you um, getting started here in the Cape, getting in touch with the area and all that? It's been, it's been pretty nice. New area, never been out here before. I'm enjoying it for sure. I want to talk about Casey Schmidt, who we're going to talk to in just a second here. But Casey Schmidt, second game of the year, like I said, back goes flying into the dugout. First inning of this game, he swings first pitch. He eventually strikes out on this at bat, but that bat goes flying into the mesh again. This time, I think it just fell between a bunch of people. So no damage done on any of these. We wouldn't be laughing. We probably wouldn't even be talking about it on here if there was damage. This would be a different podcast. But Schmidt, I wanted to talk about him. I wanted to talk to him, see what's going on with that bat, why it's flying out of his hands. And this is one of three guys on this roster. Somebody I spoke to said three guys on this roster play both ways, just like Babe Ruth did, just like that guy out on the Angels does nowadays. He pitches and he hits. So how rare is that? How often are we going to see that in the Cape League this year? Let's talk to Schmidt. Cape League podcast, Life in the Cape League. We're here with Casey Schmidt. That's a great baseball name. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> here from uh, San Diego State. So a long, long travel over here. What brought you to the Cape League? Uh, to play the best competition all around the country. So, yeah, I'm having fun. Who, uh, who put you on? Who put, who, who put you on to come to this league? Oh, my, my coaches at home. Yeah. So uh, first thing you did when you got here? I went to my host house. And how's that been so far? It's good. I have a lot of fun. Lots of people having a lot of fun with that situation. So, um, a few games ago, back goes <laughs> again today. I keep doing it. I don't know why. I've never done that until, until like this, like a couple weeks. I keep doing it. I don't know why. So it's the second game of the season. Your bat went flying out of your hands. Mm-hmm, Dante, Dante actually caught it over there. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> went off the net and he caught it as it came down. And then today. I don't think anybody caught it. So. No, I, I don't know why I keep doing that. But yeah, good thing that net's there because that's dangerous. So um, you do a little bit of pitching, I've seen, a little bit of fielding as well. How, how many guys do you know do that? Is that rare? Uh, there's a couple guys from my school that do it, and I know a couple guys, Grant Holman being one of them. Um, and yeah, just a couple guys, they also do it too. So I have a lot of fun with it. Have you been doing that your whole career? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, since I was little, so I just keep doing it. So on any given day, I mean, you're preparing for the game, you're doing the hitting, you're preparing to pitch pretty much every day too. How's the preparation when you? Uh, I mean, I kind of just do all of it. Prepare for pitch, and I'll throw like a little flag on before the game, and I'll just go from there. So how you getting to know everybody so far? Uh, I'm just talking to everyone, I guess. Yeah. Making jokes, keeping it loose, so just having fun. So has it been all baseball so far? Have you guys gotten to do anything else off the... Uh, we haven't all gotten to do anything else, but I 
did go on like a little tour of Katua and like the whole cave with my host family and that was a lot of fun. Only other play I want to ask you about today, that pop-up. It was a weird one where it went straight up. It looked like yeah. it was going back and it landed right in front of you. That was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I looked at it and I was like, okay, it's a foul ball. And I was like, oh, that's coming back. And I was like, oh, no. And I was like, I was like It was oh, this wind, maybe. Geez. Yeah, it looked like, to me, it looked like it was on the other side of the, the snack bar. Or no, the, the press box. And then I just came back and I was just looking at it. And I was just so shocked that I just didn't realize it was so what are you hoping to get out of your time here in this league this year? Uh, just to get better, polish myself, and you know, become a better leader, and have fun. All right, we're looking forward to it. That's Casey Smith, third baseman, pitcher for the Skatuwit Kettleers team. Love that name. You, you can't get a better baseball name than that. Another one, Mason Dodd, first baseman for this team, opposite of him on the diamond. He had an unfortunate circumstance in that first inning as well. He was trying to avoid a double play, sprinting full speed up the first baseline. Now that draws his attention towards second base. So he didn't see Edwin Malinowski standing, backing up first base right in his line as he's plowing down the first baseline, and he knocked into him at full speed. Now it was scary. Another one of these moments that we can laugh at now, but scary in the moment. They completely laid each other out. Malinowski was down on the ground. Dodd was down. Craig, the trainer, comes running out of the Katuit dugout. This time he made it there, unlike with Hill in the first episode of this. There's been a lot of bumps and bruises for Katuit early this season. Craig reaches Mason. He gets up. He's stumbling around with him for a few moments, and he's able to stay on first base because he did dig out that fielder's choice on the double play that could have been. Dodd stays in the game. He walked later in the game. Much easier trip to first base. Just ahead of Arajanu. Arajanu, he's the designated hitter for the Skatuit team, number 30. You'll notice him without me even saying the number because this guy is huge. He looks like he should be on the football field playing linebacker instead of hitting dingers for this Katua team. He has two home runs already. The second one in this game against the relief pitcher who came in for Stort after Cam Williams took him deep. That Williams home run looked big at the time, made it 5-2. Now a new comes up, Dodds on first base after his walk. He completely launched one got one inside sat on it you know that left field sign Lowell Park the scoreboard it not only topped the fence it went over the scoreboard so let me guess let me use my analytics in my head and say this was between 400 and 420 feet let me say 420 just to make it dramatic but it was a blast, and it made this a 7-2 game at the time, and that's where it would stand for the rest of it. We're going to talk to Dodd, who came around first on that home run, make sure he's okay. We're here with Mason Dodd after a 7-5 victory on the Cape League podcast. Welcome to Katuit. Yeah, thank you. You took a, you took a big hit today, heading oh, yeah. down that first base line. <laughs> you want to yeah. take me through that play with Eduardo Malinowski on the other team there? All right, yeah, I mean, I hit a ground ball to first base, and then I was trying to... You know, get down the line so it turns over play, and I look left to see if they're going to throw it or not. And I touched the bag, and I look, and two steps past the bag, he was there, and we just collided. I, mean, I didn't, I don't know if we hit heads or what, but I mean, 
I didn't really feel anything. He just kind of, I got kneed or something in the leg, so kind of like dead leg me for a minute. But other than that, I mean, it was all good. So you feeling now. good now? Yeah, I feel good now. All right, so what brought you to the Cape League this year? Uh, just, you know, wanted to play summer ball, and why not come play up in the Cape? That's <laughs> the best <laughs> thing there is, so. What's it been? So, you know, I see the base running, everything else, trying to connect his fielders and everything like that. What's it like getting into a summer league team uh, in these first few games here? Uh, you know, it's really great. I mean, this has kind of been, like, really different than any other summer league I've played for. You know, most summer league teams, you know, you kind of just come in and they, uh, you know, just kind of, like, throw a team together and go out there and play. But, you know, you know, with Coach Roberts, we actually kind of, like, he's trying to form a team, you know, like, form that bond. And, you know, we, like, we practice in the morning for games, stuff like that, but, I mean, as you can see, it's working. Like, you know, we have a good squad. And, uh, you know, I feel like with the practice and stuff, that really kind of, like, gives a chance, you know, to see different guys that you're not playing with and get comfortable with the guys. And, you know, we have good chemistry on the team already. So, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. So that's different from what you've had in the past. That right, team yeah, it's actually like experience. Yeah. What was the first thing you did when you got here, some of the first things you did uh, to get in, uh, integrated with the area? You know, I, well, my host family live, like, just north of here, kind of in between Katua and Sandwich. And, you know, they kind of took me around showing me the area. We were by the park and all that. You know, it's a beautiful area. I like it a lot. It's really nice. The weather's awesome, which is a big thing. You know, I'm from Georgia, so it's like the weather down there is kind of miserable right now. It's like 100 degrees almost every day. You got to get to do some road games this week as well. How's the travel been? Mm, you know, it's not bad. You know, the game, I feel like the first we traveled so far is like, been like 30 minutes and all that. You know, they come pick us up on the yellow school bus. Kind of makes you feel like a kid again, jumping on the bus, like going to a high school game. So, you know, it's, I like it. It's enjoyable, you know. All right. <laughs> Cam is here as well. How you doing? How you doing? And then we got an interview with Anu, who has a very interesting backstory. From the Bahamas, grew up in Florida, had major Division One offers, Coastal Florida, but he went the junior college route. Now he's been drafted by the Boston Red Sox. One of two guys, Dre Jamison, who didn't end up joining this team this season. Got drafted by Arizona 34th. I knew this is the second, third time he's been drafted. So he's going to see, does he sign with the Red Sox? Does he go to Kentucky, join Hill and Kessler? That could be an interesting episode coming up. But let's meet Dodd. Let's meet Anu, the three, four hitters on this team, the meat of the lineup, and see what brought them to the Cape Cod League. Back on the Cape Life League podcast, a crazy game today. Probably the craziest one I've seen this year. And we have Arajanu New with us here. Welcome to the Cape. Thank you for having me. So uh, what brought you to the Cape League this year? We're kind of getting into everybody's stories of just arriving here and getting used to things. Uh, well, after the draft, uh, the Kentucky coach called and said, well, while you wait to see what the Red Sox offer you, just come up to the Cape and see how it goes. And so that's how I came up here. I've been enjoying it so far. And they drafted by the Red Sox this year. What was your reaction to that? When did you hear? Uh, well, I was following it. And then when I saw the Red Sox picking, I was like, mm, they might pick me. And then I saw my name pop up there. So it was pretty cool when that happened. I was drafted by them out of high school. So I'm used to it so far. And it's been an interesting journey for you. Born in the Bahamas, spent time between there and Florida. What was growing up like for you? Uh, growing up was chill. Like in the summer, I would, uh, well, in the summer, I would go back there to visit my family and everything, uh, see all my friends and family back there. But I haven't been back since 2016, and I kind of miss it. But uh, being over here in the Cape kind of reminds me of it with the weather and everything, being by the water. kind of reminds me of the Bahamas. Baseball big in the Bahamas? What got you into baseball? Well, my brother my brother got drafted by the Orioles out of high school, and I, uh, my brother was like one of my idols growing up, so I just followed him playing baseball. 
And you get a big build for a guy playing baseball. <laughs> is that natural or is that something you work for? Uh, well, it's, it's, to be honest, it's natural because my entire family is made of just big guys. athletes. Yeah. Like, my dad played football at Florida and my mom ran tra track in the Olympics. So, like, my entire family is just straight up athletic. And was it just baseball for you growing up or you play other sports? I, well? I, ran track, uh, I ran track until middle school and then I stopped because track and baseball season are the same. Yeah. What events? I ran the 200, the 100, and the 4x1. 400. <laughs> I used to run the 400. Oh, the ending is just that last stretch. It's oh, tough. Yeah, yeah. You, you went the junior college route. You recruited by, um, you know, some major schools. But you ended up going the junior college route. What was that? Uh, well, I decided to go to Chico because... I can take it year by year and see how the draft goes. And I felt like I would have developed more going to junior college. I get to play two seasons. And I'm, I'm glad I made the decision not to tell my life over at Wallace in Alabama. I'm glad I made the decision. And then I was able to commit to a really good uh, D1 program out of it. Mm -hmm. And you, have you gone to Kentucky at this point? I've, I, I took a visit in the fall and in, no, in November. I, I visited all this all the new facilities and everything. It was, mm -hmm. really, it was really nice. So you're just keeping your options open at this point? Yeah, I still haven't been offered by the Red Sox yet. I'm still waiting on that, but uh, Kentucky's still... Kentucky, right now, Kentucky's looking really good. So it's a good start for you in this league. You got under one today and ripped it out way over the scoreboard over there. What do you see on that at bat? Oh, it just felt really good to come off the bat. Uh, first pitch, fastball, inside, inside part of the plate, down low. Uh, just got, got a hold of it and... Win, win today was kind of helped me, but still, I think we'll win out no matter what. You got a celebration when you hit one out? <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, yeah. It, just hitting home runs just feels good no matter what. Do you remember the first home run you ever hit? Uh, I actually do. I was I was batting righty. It was a line drive straight over center field. I was about nine on a little field. It was a nice. It was an exciting day. So what's it been like getting into the Cape so far? What's your living situation like? Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, I have a nice, my roommate's Colin Nichols. Uh, the closer, closer to today. And close it down today. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been nice. Uh, my whole family's been really nice. They cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, the house is nice. They take care of me. They have a little uh, little girl. She's nice. Playing with, playing with her and everything. What do you think of the area? Have you gone there? It's, it's, nice. it's, it's really beautiful here. Uh, I like it here. Like I said, it reminds me of home back in Bahamas. All right. Well, it was great to finally talk to you and we'll talk to you more throughout this year Raja new i guess we can know that victory today your uh, house between you and kyle <laughs> so any usual game it's over at that point seven two slam the door but for the a thousand people who are at this one all those scouts this wasn't a normal game this is one of those games that make you say this game if you're online lots of these players are online too been interacting with them a little bit on twitter all these names, type them in your Twitter search bar and you can follow these guys. Not only for their journeys through this summer, but their journeys with their colleges, pro teams beyond this. Well, these guys are going somewhere. One of them's Kyle Nicholas, who had to come into this game again, just like opening night, with a lot more trouble this time. One man on, then another man hits him for a single, another single after that, and all of a sudden, 7-3 game. Bases loaded. Single swing of the bat's going to tie this. Now one run does get in on a sack fly to right field. Make it 7-4. Wild pitch a pitch later. A few pitches later and it's 7-5. So Nicholas, no outs, has to work around this and he gets it done. Six men down in a row to end this game. For Kyle Nicholas, the hard-throwing closer on this team. 
Run comes across. Another run goes to Bo Hofstra, who started the inning. But three men strike out to Nicholas. Game shut down right there, 7-5. Fourth win of the season for the Katuit Cavaliers in their seven games. It was a crazy one. Bumps, bruises, flying bats. I looked out to center field in the middle of the game, and some of the fans were doing dead sprints from left field to center field on the outside of the fence there. So crazy, 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 but they got this one in under three hours. Got it done before 8 o'clock and came away with a win. The Cavaliers, next day they head over to Yarmouth, Dennis. They lose 7-2 to the Red Sox, forced a 9-9 tie. And then on Tuesday, they get their first rain out of the year. So I hope you enjoyed Dodd's interview. I knew we got a little interruption from Cam Williams there, but good to know all these guys. We'll do more specialized episodes coming forward, and subscribe. I had to say it twice before the show ended. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Rate us five stars. It's going to help us a lot. We're going to do a profile on an assistant coach coming up. How'd these Cavaliers spend their rain day? They haven't gotten to do a lot as you saw in the interviews so far through that first week and a half. Finally an off day right there. We're going to get to know the people making it happen behind the scenes as well on this show. So I'm Bobby Manning, host of this Life in the Cape League podcast with the Katua Kettleers. Keep on coming by. This team plays 5 o'clock in the afternoon. They try to get it in before the sun goes down. We'll see you next week.